Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is part three of a show from October 9th, 2023. Matthew Shipp is with me. Our subject is one of great veneration, Albert Eiler. Been planning this one for months, and uh, boy, is it paying off. I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. If you are, let us know. You can email us at deepfocusnow at gmail.com. All right. Enjoy.
if you, if you had any unfulfilled ambitions as a listener, I'm going to guess that might have just taken care of all of those for you. Is that fair to say? Uh, this music, live music, obviously, from Albert Eiler, his last concert performance at the Fondation Mag, July of 1970. We have been reveling in this recording of Revelations. Matthew Ship is my guest. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. The show's called Deep Focus. And who said... The band sounds great. <laughs> the, band sound, the band really sounds great. And Albert sounds free to do his thing and... You know, if, if you don't believe Albert Aller is a m m melody person, then you can go, you know where. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, what needs to be said? <laughs> that says it all. Yeah, yeah, he is... Uh, we went back to the first night. Okay, so if you are just joining us, Man, you stank it up. But uh, their redemption can be yours. This show is going to be posted on the Deep Focus podcast, Deep Focus, on your favorite podcasting app. It's going to go up next week, so go ahead and subscribe now, and you will be notified as soon as it goes up. And we started out, so the, the band played two nights. The first, uh, July 27th, we started with. We went to the second night for a bit, and uh, which is also great, very different. Cal Cobbs played with the band the second night on piano. He was not on this first night that we just were listening to. First night is really a trio recording of Albert Eiler, tenor and soprano saxophone, Steve Tintweiss on the bass, Alan Blairman on drums, with the addition of Mary Parks, a.k.a. Mary Maria, uh, soprano saxophone and vocals, and you heard her vocalizing there. But um, they... It started out. This performance started out at a pretty high level, but to my ears, it no, it it, 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 it elevated, and the band just really found their their footing, and, and it, you know, just became a beautiful space that um they occupy together. Um, it, I mean, you know, it just it blossomed into a, a very beautiful melodic kind of flower that um Albert felt a lot of freedom I mean he, he kind of wanted to stay in a certain place and be melodic in a certain very specific way but he you know he, he didn't feel he, he felt free which is um what, what he wanted you know for you as a performer and you work in this idiom no, I, I work in the Matthew Ship idiom. The Matthew Ship idiom. Right. I was going to say. I, 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 don't, I don't know what this idiom means. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I don't consider free jazz a genre. I, I consider it. Um, I, 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 I look at the different personalities of the people that play it and look at it as, as their music. But there are, there are things that carry over. So. Well. Yes, I, I agree 100%, and I think there's a lot of misapperception about right. what is going on in the music, and you're absolutely right, because, well, we could get lost in talking about this for a long, long time, but you're never really free. No, you never that, really I mean, want to be free. Well, I don't know if that's possible. If you're a human being, you're encased in a, you know, I mean, to some degree, your brain is a physical thing, even though the mind might 
be whatever it might not be physical it might be a field but but you're encased in a body when the brain is a physical and and you're just there's just parameters that come down on you at every point so you're not you can never i mean i would be great to actually not have memory and be able to sit <laughs> at an instrument well, I don't know how great it would be not to have memory because you wouldn't even know you're you. But, but you could sit at an instrument and every time, kind of just truly create something new because you you can't have any cliches or anything in your head. Right. But as you were saying, well, I was going to ask you right. know, about the experience of being on a bandstand in front of a crowd, a large one in this case, and you don't necessarily have a safety net. And uh, you know, score that everybody's going to fall back on. Um, in those terms of, uh, I'm sure there's times when it just you all feel like you're floating up to the heavens together, and there's right. times when you know you can't quite find second gear. Right, right. I mean, it's just how life is, and right. especially this music leaves itself very open to that. And maybe you can kind of get inside the heads of the performers a little bit and tell us what they're feeling in a moment like this. Well, it, I, I'm not on stage with these particular human beings <laughs> no. at the time, so I can't get in their head. But I can, I know, I know the, all the possibilities to an nth degree and can extrapolate from that. So um, Albert sounds to me like he's pretty comfortable, actually. I mean, I mean, you know, I, 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 he sounds to me like he can, like he, here he could do his thing. You know, he felt really comfortable with the sidemen. And he could do his thing. Um, whether it, like that was happening from the first note, I don't know. I actually doubt it. <laughs> and but he he still felt comfortable enough or, or centered enough in himself where he was going to sit and and kind of direct a parameter. And and he he's gracious enough in how he does it that it kind of allows. The other people, even if they're feeling their way into it, like he he knows how to fill up space in a way where they don't sound like they're lost. You know, they they might be, or or they might not be. I don't know, but but they they found themselves. I mean, that's the thing. It, it ended up being a beautiful, strong um, organism, all of them breathing together. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well put. And. and but but Albert was both sounded to me like he was comfortable doing his thing, or, or got more and more comfortable as the night went on with the first night, and um, and then he he he's gracious enough and knows enough about the psychology of doing that that he knows kind of how to let people slowly in and feel their way and, and yet direct the band in a way where the music is moving forward. You know, even if one of the band members is finding their way or not, so that's what it sounded like to me. And I have a lot of experience playing with people, different people that you might not know, and some might be on a higher level than others. And and you're trying to, somebody's trying to hold it. Uh, you know, so I I think I can extrapolate from what I hear, and that that's what I mean. Somebody else might hear it completely different, but um. But yeah, he sounds. I mean, you know, there, there's a degree where there's a dichotomy between like being a good listener in a group improv and then 
going your own direction and not listening, but doing that because you don't, Roscoe Mitchell always says, don't follow, you know, so you're, you're not following and you want make three or four separate voices, but they, they had to, for it to be a musical experience, they had to relate somehow. So there's an art to not listening, but yet listening. There's a real art to that. And, and he sounds to me on a very, he's on a very high level at that. Naturally, I don't know if he thought in those terms, but, um, you know, he, 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 he kind of lets nature take its course. And he also, he gets into some new language. Well, that, at the end, I, I don't know if I've ever quite heard him play like that, you know. Um, His tone yeah. softens out, the time No, no, it's, it's a whole, a whole kind of different Albert, you know. Yeah. Um, which, which also. It sounds very vulnerable, very Really, I mean, you talk well, about him being he, open, but well, I mean, he, he, he plays with his emotions on his <laughs> sleeve, and I don't just mean that that he admits like you know heavy emotion. I mean, he, he is a very the music is very vulnerable. Uh, I actually get that from all his work. Um, yeah, well, that's that's right. fair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. Um, yeah, he, he he. I when you. What that also makes me think is we might never have really known all the tools he had in the tool chest. Yeah. Because his career was so short and it all happened so fast um, that I'm I'm sure he's capable of meeting a lot of language in ways we didn't hear. Like he played with certain rhythm sections that he might never have or been thrust in different certain, you know, over the years. We probably never really, and, and his, langu- his language is elastic. It's not that he, like, knows everything and has studied everything, but there is an openness to the language, and his mind operates in a way where the language naturally will mutate to other places. So it's not that he's schooled in being extremely versatile is is that the, the language is actually open at the top in a way that it it by force of nature it's going to mutate and change kind of into different shapes and different forms. So, um, but we never got to really hear all the parameters of Too that. True, we didn't. But man, oh man, we got to hear revelations on in July of 1970 in yeah. the south of France at the Gallery. Fondation Mag. Uh, could I say one other thing? That, Please. Um, also, we do have to wrap it up. Right, right. <laughs> Just um, if anybody's interested in really, in, you don't know a lot of Albert Eiler, there is some good modern scholarship. And what's his name? Richard Collada has a really good book out, Holy Ghost, the Life and Death of um, Albert Eiler. Um, it was just a very worthy book to check out if you want some, you know, uh, something written recently that, that that's really well-researched. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, this is a start and not an ending for you with Albert Eiler. Matthew Shipp, you have been extraordinarily generous and open. Oh, and, oh I love uh, coming up to KCR. This, this, <laughs> this is like the center of the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming through, man. And I know for you, for a guy like you, coming up into the triple digits up here uptown. Hey, I, I hardly ever go out of the Lower East Side. <laughs> I Except I go to pr- my practice studios in Midtown. But, oh, okay, well. But other than that. But even that, this is nosebleed territory yeah, for you, yeah, man. This is, this is up here. <laughs> we got to jump off. It's, uh, it is WKCR FM, New York, WKCR HD, WKCR.org, 89.9 FM. Catch us on the D. Deep Focus Podcast. Subscribe now. Get it all for free. Anytime. All you want. Uh, all you can eat. 
a couple things. Starting at midnight, Thelonious Monk birthday ah, broadcast. Yes, yes, yes. Starting sometime Friday night, Raga's Live, oh. which every listener of this show should catch that. It's magic. Uh, to uh, one week from tonight, the birthday of Fela Kuti. Maybe you encountered Fela in your village days. I did. Right. And uh, that's going to be a 24-hour broadcast. And then Clifford Brown, two weeks after that. So actually, I'm Clifford not going to Clifford Brown be... was my mother's friend. They were. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, oh, I feel another deep focus coming oh, on. That's my... Don't get me... I, well, I was crying during the Max Roach um, PBS series. Oh. I, I was crying during that. And don't, Clifford's my, my All God. right. We, got, we, have more, <laughs> we have homework to do. Uh, thank you for being along. And we're going to wander out with a little bit, a couple more notes from... Albert Eiler on WKCR.
Hey! <laughs> 